0: Hello, Savannah. You're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your host, Sheree Darien. And today I have another fantastic guest for you. But before we jump into that, let me jump into this and remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global so and today Savannah I'm so excited. I am so excited Savannah because I have my own offspring joining us on today's platform. She is no stranger to the WRUU studio or the WRUU family and obviously her mother and so she is delighting us today. Let's check it out. Shanice Darian, are you on the line with
1: me? Hi, yes, I'm here.
0: <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited. We have something very, very special to share with my audience today. But I want to introduce you properly, as I do all of my very, very special guests, obviously You are my daughter, so I have to love on you as well. (laughs) So who is Shanice Darian? Well, Savannah, she is an identical twin sister. She is a baddie. She is a makeup artist. She is a teacher. And today's topic, we're talking about the fact that she is an expectant mother to baby, let me get this right, y'all, Ariel. Ivy McKinley Watson. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. So Ivy, guys, is amazingly due on Shanice and her twin sister Latrice's birthday. Her due date just happens to be her own birthday, October 18th this year, and uh, Shanice will be 28. Uh, She is In her third trimester with only 12 more weeks to go. So if you want to share in the excitement, stay on the line, continue to listen in. But today our topic is PNP, Pregnant in the Pandemic. I'm going to say that again, PNP, Pregnant in the Pandemic. How has it been for you? First of all, congratulations. You were on with me before, January 2019. Right. So over a year ago now, Mm -hmm. and you were sharing about your journey having miscarried. Right. And so let's just bring everybody up to speed about your own journey, your story, and then we'll jump into the celebration of where we are today and what it's like to be pregnant and have COVID-19 to deal with.
1: (laughs) Okay. First of all, um, I would like to say thank you for having me. And um, when I was here in January... I had just lost my first baby in September of 2018, so it's been a couple months past that, and um, I was eight weeks, five days then when I miscarried a little one. Not sure if that was a boy or girl, but shortly after that, about eight months later, I got pregnant again and made it to around 11 weeks, five days, and ended up having another miscarriage. So that was a hard process. And at that point, I really thought like I'm going to be the one girl out of three girls who's not able to have kids. And it was very discouraging. Mm-hmm. But then I just you know, went back to my normal schedule, working, practicing on makeup. And then a friend of mine at school, we were there for training and we were talking about this dating app called hinge i don't know if anyone of you out there is afraid of online dating but listen to the story because it might okay, help you okay but hold on hold on <laughs> hold on
0: hold on this this is mommy jumping in <laughs> i think you skipped because you're talking about how you lost one baby right but there were two babies that you actually lost uh-huh. before we get into the hinge part yeah so for the mothers the expectant mothers the ladies out there that may have dealt with infertility mm-hmm or uh, multiple miscarriages, I want you to really let them know how special Ivy is because not only did you lose one baby, you also lost two. So let's just get our timeline right for them so that they understand it. Then we're going to go into (laughs) the fabulous story of how this baby was conceived and and your lovely relationship. But I don't want to... Spoiler alert, guys. Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) Yes. So when I miscarried the first time... I was eight weeks, almost nine weeks, and that was totally unexpected. Got cramps out the blue. Uh, called the doctor. Doctor just said, "You know, everything's fine. Cramps are normal. Just relax." Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up going to the hospital and finding out that I was miscarrying. And then they in ate- the midst of the miscarriage, while it was actually occurring, right, right, right. which was devastating. Yeah, definitely. I remember uh, it was me and you. You actually took me to the hospital, and I remember this one song playing over and over in my head yeah crying and all but i only remember um the molly music song intentional oh yeah playing over and over in my house okay so i'm gonna get through this but this it was crazy why was why so do you think,
0: yeah why do you think that particular song what did that mean for you in that moment hearing that song and actually going through the process of a miscarriage intentional as if all things happen for a reason. What, were your, what was your mindset? Because that's a tough, tough position to be in.
1: Right. Exactly. That all things happen for a reason. I shouldn't be afraid in whatever's happening right now. You know, God has everything under control. And then I shouldn't be as worried and as freaked out as I was. So it was, it was like I was anxious and scared and sad. But I also had like this overcoming well, uh, feeling of calm which was weird. Oh,
0: so it's like a piece, too, in the right. midst of the storm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because you, I mean, literally, you had to go through that process. Yeah. Um, And then you had to heal from that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then what I think you, what we didn't really share was at the same time, uh, with the second pregnancy, if I'm not mistaken, you and Latrice were pregnant at the same time, and Latrice being her identical twin sister. Right, right, right. So
1: to the second pregnancy, I guess we'll start from the beginning. I was getting ready to start school and it was about August and my sister was like, "Um, did you get your cycle this month? And I'm like, "Um, no, but it's no big deal. And then she was like, you probably need to take a test, a pregnancy test. who asked that question?
0: Um, my twin sister Latrice. Your sister did. Oh, I was thinking. So when you mentioned returning to school, you were returning back to the classroom where you worked. Right. Okay.
1: Right. And um, so she took a test and I took a test. And then we both sent each other a picture because our face was like totally shocked because we both found out that we were pregnant on the same day. Oh, she wow. found out
0: um, that morning, I found out that night. And this is when she was pregnant with DJ. Right. So Latrice ended up giving birth to a healthy baby boy. Right, in April.
1: And you end up what? And then I ended up miscarrying at about uh, 12 weeks, right before 12 weeks. How was that for you? That was... It was hard. It was hard. Because uh, I'm thinking, okay, I already had a first one miscarriage. Well, what could possibly be... An explanation for having a second one. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my mind around that and, like, why my body was so almost, like, against me. Like, Like, rejecting the pregnancy. Right. Yeah. And so, I was, she can have a baby. We basically have the same genes because we're twins. So, I couldn't understand, like, what was wrong with me. That was always a question Mm -hmm. in the back of my mind. But um, she was due uh, April 27th. Yeah. I was due Easter April 21st. So she ended up having DJ April 19th, mm-hmm. so right before both of us was due. So that's how that went down. But um, when I had my miscarriage, it was I, it was different than the first one. I felt like the first one was so abrupt. Like, I didn't expect it at all. Like, miscarriage is the last thing I'm thinking. Right. So it came kind of out of the blue. You weren't, right. you, you weren't feeling any. I wasn't feeling any pain. I right. wasn't spotting. None of that. Right, right. No anxiety of even thinking, oh, you
0: might have a miscarriage. No. Right. Do you think you did anything different to, or you can speak from uh, the doctor's perspective as well, once you went back to the doctor to just try to help our listening audience who may be battling the same issues, was there anything that you did that caused it? Could they pinpoint any type of health issues or anything that caused it or not? With my first pregnancy
1: and my second pregnancy, no, the doctors couldn't tell me what happened to me or or the baby. They I got tested, did all these blood tests. They said, "Oh no, you're perfectly fine." Mm-hmm. I even um sent my little one off to be tested, and he was perfectly fine. Like nothing was chromosomal wrong with him, physically wrong with him.
0: Yeah, nothing. Right. So. Because that's what they normally say when you miscarry. There's something about genetics that's wrong, a
1: chromosomal. There's something that tells the body to reject the pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But no, they couldn't tell me anything,
0: right? And basically, um, I don't know what's the the appropriate word to use when that they sent the baby to the lab because mm-hmm. you got to see, we got to see the second baby, right? Yeah, and that was pretty amazing, <laughs> right? I say to this day, some
1: I still have, like, the videos and pictures in my phone. I was like, to some people, it probably seemed like it would be, like, devastating or even gross to some people. But to me, I was so fascinated to see his
0: little body. And you keep uh, referring to the baby as he. Why? I think he was a boy.
1: <laughs> and I remember asking the doctor, I'm like, does it look like he's a boy? I was like, and she was like, I'm pretty sure he's a boy, even though he was so tiny.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Right. Because you can... I don't know if you guys have ever seen a fetus before that early on, but I mean, literally this baby had eyes and fingers and feet and yeah, it was like fully formed and an umbilical cord that was very apparent. You could see, excuse me, the formation of the eyes and everything, like, it's just amazing, mm-hmm. but on a, on a very smaller form, you know, scale, very tiny,
1: right, it's amazing, it's you amazing. always think, um, when they're so small, and at like 10, 11, 12 weeks, that's not a, that's not a baby, that's not an actual human, but it was an actual tiny, tiny
0: person, it was incredible, so you, yeah, so you mentioned, you mentioned your faith, you mentioned god you mentioned uh, a spiritual song intentional mm-hmm. and um i mean obviously we have three daughters and one son right and the youngest daughter made us grandparents first right <laughs> uh, plug for you destiny hello london and then of course your own identical twin sister you both pregnant at the same time and she she has a very healthy pregnancy and delivery. Right. And then you be the one that didn't lose a kid once, but twice. Do you think there's a reason why I believe in divine or destiny and purpose? Do you feel like you were stronger? Do you have a sensing why it happened to you, no. the oldest girl, or you just think it's just life? It just happens. Um, I...
1: I, ha- I don't really know. The only thing that I can say that I feel like was a big factor is who I was dating at the time, really. Um, a lot of things, I, I felt like after those two miscarriages, I felt like a lot of things I had to let go, and that included um, breaking up or- It's a relationship. Yeah, releasing a relationship that I that I had been in for almost 10 years, eight years. Right. So- yeah, that's the only thing that I could think of. Like, I needed to, to focus on myself and getting my my body healthy, my mind healthy. Cause at after that, I'm, I was working out all the time, eating better, so I'm losing weight, and I'm just focusing on, you know, practicing makeup and getting my skills sharper and trying to um, expand my business, all that stuff.
0: So wow, so you not only obviously I didn't give you credit. You have a degree in what? psychology I have a bachelor's degree in psychology right so you went to school I mean you never gave us a, a ounce of trouble none of you did <laughs> but you have um received higher education obviously and have an, a bachelor's degree in psychology you're now working in the educational uh, field right with um Uh, what is it? Behavior specialist, I think is where you first went when you graduated college. Mm -hmm. And now obviously you're still working, well, not in this particular environment with (laughs) COVID-19, but you get it. You've been working in the uh, school system with uh, pre-K or or kindergarten, pre-K children, very small children. (laughs) Ironically, you've been working with children and enjoy it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something that I really want to unpack for or with our our audience is really fine tuning and tuning into your, yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, appreciating yourself, setting your own goals, making yourself a priority, knowing your worth. Um, when it comes to relationships. I mean, I didn't know you were going to say that, but you went there, girl. (laughs) So this is Courageous Conversations with Cherie, where we are unashamed and unapologetic with our truth. So listen, go ahead, girl. Spill the tea. (laughs) What was up with that in this relationship? We're not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but from your perspective as a woman, Mm -hmm. um, all things, obviously, we believe work together for our good. But help these ladies out there. I don't want you to really share, I mean, more than what you're comfortable in doing, Mm -hmm. but I want you to encourage our audience out there who may be in a relationship or have been in a relationship. You said like eight years you were in this relationship. And listen, I know you guys are waiting for this new relationship. (laughs) I know y'all waiting. I'm just setting it up. I am just setting it up. So stay tuned. We're going to unpack that in just a little bit more. But what would you say to those that are listening about relationships? And let's talk about, really frank about your age, how old are you? You're about to be 28. Right. So 20 At age 20, you said eight years in a relationship. Mm-hmm. More like 19. 19. 19 is when it started. As so soon talk, as I got to college. <laughs> come on, Yeah, let's talk to these uh, ladies or just anybody out there about relationships and the importance of, you know, the difference that it's made for you, hindsight being 20. Now that you look back on that relationship, and the difference, like it sounded like it was a growth opportunity for you,
1: right? It it really was. So, I me and my twin sister, we went to college together, and we did everything to, together, <laughs> right? Roommates and all. We graduated in two thousand eleven, September of two thousand eleven. We uh, started Lander University in Greenwood, and shortly after that, I met my um, ex boyfriend at the time, and so we were dating for a long time. We had the typical ups and downs of relationships, you know, fighting, arguing. Um, but there there were actually great times at the beginning. And I won't mention his name, you know, out of respect, but um, he was a great person in the beginning. And I believe he's still a great person now. He just made a lot of bad choices. And I cannot say that I didn't myself because we were both growing up. Mm-hmm we were still both young adults so we didn't know ourselves and not knowing ourselves coming together to try to meet a couple is not you know the ideal situation right but um so we were dating and we always go to conferences and we always hear you speak and so we had the treasure conference where you find out your worth and um really appreciating yourself and not having other people define you or mm-hmm. tell you how much you're worth. So I was really thinking about that. And at times I would always tell myself, like if I'm telling somebody our story, me and my ex's story, like I would feel embarrassed. Like other people was like, why would you put up with that? Are you okay? And I would use the excuse of, you know, trying to be like Jesus, you know, <laughs> Out the I cheek. wish you are on video right now because your facial expression is all that. <laughs> Turn it out the cheek, you know. Jesus forgive me 70 times, 70 a times day. a day. So I should probably, you know, extend that same forgiveness to another person. But some things you just got to, you know, draw the We're line. we Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have to draw the line. Jesus'
0: representative, but we aren't Jesus. Right. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. <laughs> Do what Jesus
1: did. What so, Jesus did. um, Jesus So toward the end of our relationship, we moved in together. Um, then some infidelity happened on his part. And by then I was just, you know, set up. But I kept, because of history and, and being so comfortable with that person, you've been with them for so long, I just
0: stayed in the relationship but can we just go there for just a second for for those that may be able to relate to what you're speaking about being in a unhealthy you may even want to describe it as a toxic relationship let's just say it wasn't a great relationship um just to be fair do you now looking back see the lessons of actually being in that because i think now, that's where the growth comes, when you can look back on a situation and kind of glean the nuggets out of it. Do you see that now? I do, especially in my
1: new relationship. Like It taught me what not to look for, what not to even accept um, from another person as far as behavior or attitude or the way they treat you, anything like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, it w- it was very helpful, I think, to be in a relationship like that because I don't think I would be able to appreciate who I am and who my
0: new partner is today without going through that. Right. And so you you were just hinting on uh getting to know yourself, right? The importance of you said your worth, obviously. And you know I'm a huge proponent of that. Mm -hmm. Um we are treasures, lady. Little plug right there. We are the treasure. But I want you to really unpack or if you could just share a little bit more about How you view yourself now today? That O M G! Like I didn't lose my train of thought. Like I'm just listen. When I tell you the next half of this episode, you're gonna be like, I cannot believe that happened. (laughs) I'm talking about triumph in the midst of tragedy. God does come full circle. I mean, He works it out. So there's a blessing all the same time. So, but when you look at your own self worth and in the the personal development, uh, Mm self-awareness, any of those nice terms that you can use to describe your ability to know yourself today.
1: Right. So when I think about that, I always think of like the physical shell of myself or the even being a twin sister. Like when you are a twin sister, you don't feel like you have your own identity. It's either twins. It's all dual. All the twins. So in that aspect, you have to find yourself as an individual and finding yourself as an individual young lady who was, you know, on the chunky side growing up. You know? <laughs> a lot of people don't like that. And sometimes you get made fun of. So that was a, a, a part that made me a little bit self-conscious. So when it came to you know guys yeah. and dating and stuff like that i felt kind of grateful for the attention that i was getting because of, uh, a lot of people didn't like the fact that i was you know a chunkier person mm-hmm. fluffier person mm-hmm. so when guys came around or uh, when they started noticing you know me as an individual right not, not a, a twin. twin right you but just seeing me i was thinking oh yeah here we
0: go you know
1: but i didn't realize that them seeing me as an individual they didn't really see me oh like, that's good the essence of who i really that's was good that's so good it was just they I, saw what they thought they wanted to see in me i guess they didn't really take the time to
0: unpack yeah yeah who yeah. i really was wow i you know i love that that's a good excellent segue into the second half of this conversation uh, and we 're going to pick up there you just said something so powerful, but that they did they didn't meaning the guys that you dated didn 't necessarily see you that was like, okay, so this new relationship, how did he see you but more importantly, how did you see yourself right. and so we 're going to pick up with that guys in just a moment I want to remind you you're listening to w r u u l p savannah georgia one oh seven point five f m WRUU.org. We are Savannah Sounding's community radio with Global Soul. Hold that thought, guys.
1: How many times have you heard WRUU's corporate underwriting message? If you remember it, then your potential customers remember your message as well. We are offering this space to connect corporate and institutional partners with our loyal and active listeners. Underwriting on WRUU is short, so listeners don't tune out. It's exclusive, so your message won't be lost in advertising clutter. And it supports Savannah's only community radio station. For a marketing package to increase your reach beyond traditional media, email underwriting at wruu.org.
2: Wearing masks is not about protecting yourself. It is about protecting others. Several studies have shown that coronavirus infection rates can be significantly reduced by everyone wearing masks or other facial coverings. So face it. It's time to wear a mask. For more information, contact the CDC at www.cdc.gov and click on Coronavirus Disease 2019. The fate of the nation is at stake on November 3, 2020. It is your right and duty to vote on or before that day. If you are not registered, registration to vote on November 3 is available in Georgia until October 5. Registration and voting are simple procedures, and yet they are two of the most important acts that you can take to preserve our democracy. More information can be found at www.vote.org.
0: And we are back. You're listening to Courageous Conversations with Shri. I'm your host, Shree Darian, and today I am so delighted to have my own flesh and blood. Yes, honey, my twin daughter, Shanice Darian Shanice uh was just sharing with us wow I think it's certainly important that we touch on the topic today right (laughs) P and P pregnant in the pandemic Mm -hmm. let's talk about that quickly and then we're going to come back to your relationship what it's been like to be pregnant in a pandemic I mean it's amazing that you're pregnant we salute that we're so grateful for that and we're obviously excited for baby IV and uh, obviously your new relationship Mm -hmm. um But what is it like? You were so excited to be pregnant, first of all, but then now you got COVID-19 on top of that. What is that like? That's crazy, isn't it? It is.
1: um, It's been an easy pregnancy, to be honest. Um, I haven't had any morning sickness. I haven't had any headaches. I haven't been nauseous at all. Um, Only thing I do is sleep and eat. (laughs) I haven't had any heartburn, none of that. But the, the pandemic to me was a kind of a blessing because <laughs>
0: it sure has I be. found
1: out I was pregnant in about February. Um, we, the school shut down in the middle of the end of March. So, and they've been shut down until now, still. It is still, right. So, I've been really relaxing
0: <laughs> at home my whole pregnancy. Have you been afraid of going out? Have you gone out much? Have you been very cautious in going out in the public?
1: I have been cautious, not only because this is my third pregnancy, Mm -hmm. um, and I lost the first two, so this is my third, so that already comes with anxiety, and then you have to think, oh, there's these mysterious germs floating around outside, and you don't know where you get them, so... I do go out from time to time, um, but I always wear my mask and I try to wash my hands as often as possible and sanitize things that I touch. So beyond that, COVID-19 has been scary, but not not so scary that it's like a nightmare that people think you're like, oh my God, you can't be pregnant in a pandemic. It's really kind of been a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can attest to that, Savannah. <laughs> she has been at home primarily on bed rest, And yes, I've been, what do you call the um, the bridezilla? Mm-hmm. I've been Mom-zilla. nanozilla, <laughs> if that's a new word, making sure that she's relaxing. And it's been beautiful though. These are the moments that I think every woman should experience where they can truly enjoy the entire, like, all the trimesters of it from beginning to end and you're right this has been the perfect setup for you right the timing in which you conceived and then uh the situation with the shutdown due to covid it afforded you an opportunity to just be home and enjoy every single you know step of this pregnancy Mm -hmm. um and obviously you're taking the necessary precautions to go to your doctor's appointments um and when you do leave or you know go visit your friends or or whatever that's like not a whole lot you're not doing that Mm. you know a great deal um but like it's exciting and you're currently 28 weeks right 28 weeks will be
1: 29 on sunday
0: oh my goodness and it's a little girl right little girl how did you feel about that we did a gender reveal (laughs) (laughs) to be
1: honest i've always wanted boys but I'm very happy that
0: she is a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and and just to that point, she said that she always wanted a, always wanted boys. It's interesting. We have a little dog who happens to be a boy, and he literally lays on her all day every day. It's like Connor <laughs> already knows that there's a baby there. It's amazing to watch him be with you. But when we ended that last uh, episode, we we're talking about the importance of you knowing yourself, um, you know, cause we were talking about in previous relationships, they basically saw the candy wrapper, right? right? <laughs> Judge the book by the cover, but really didn't really get to know the book. And that case, they didn't really get to know you. So I want to talk about this new relationship, but I want you to talk about the importance of how you have gotten to know yourself. mm mm-hmm. So that you know how to even enter into and engage into a new relationship with a new partner. What is that like for you? How do you see yourself today?
1: Well, I guess now I see myself, you know, more as an individual, more as, you know, just Shanice, not as, you know, a twin sister or daughter of the lovely Darian, you know, <laughs> or anything like that, but just as a person. As a sister, as an inspiring makeup artist who is bad, you know, book your appointment. Low plug,
0: but <laughs> you got to say a lot of the different. Come on, man.
1: yes. So, other than that, I just see that I, everything that I've gone through, that I'm very strong, that um, I'm very focused, that I'm creative and smart. And beautiful, no matter how fluffy I get.
0: (laughs) Shout out to the fluffy (laughs) girl.
1: And that even if I'm not okay with looking in the mirror and I say, oh, girl, you're looking a little round, you know, that I have the mindset to get out there and work for what I want to see.
0: That's good stuff. That's good. That's excellent, actually. And, you know, I'm not making fun of size but I want you to know, ladies, we are the treasure or we are treasures. And what I mean by that is we are not any number. We are not our credit scores. We are not our age. We are not our weight. We are treasures. And that is the importance of knowing your value and knowing your worth. Only you can really uh, put you know, an estimate on that and you are inestimable. I think I said that wrong. But look it up. <laughs> There's no limit to you, girl. So uh, get a hold of that. And I, I love what you just said. You were talking about mindset, but we're not going to keep them waiting. I know they're interested in knowing about number one, she is pregnant again. Woo. She lost two, but can we just get to the juice? Here's the juice, guys. <laughs> she was talking about some type of app. dating site and she's going to let us know and get into her business a little bit more about that but I want to know like how did you know that he saw you the real person not the daughter of Cherie Darian I didn't know what she mean by that guys but I I guess that was (laughs) that was a little uh, shade right there or uh, that she was an identical twin you know so what What does that mean? Like, I want to know what what was different. We, me and all of Savannah and all of my, my listening audiences everywhere want to know how did this happen? And let's, let's just get into it. Okay. So, um, like I said
1: earlier in the show, we were, me, um, and some other teachers were um, at a training one day, we were literally maybe five minutes from being, um, released to go home and we were just, you know, sitting around chatting, and one of my friends from school, one of the other teachers was um, like, oh, I just got on this dating app, and uh, you should get on it with me, and I'm like, I'm not into dating anybody right now. I have no interest whatsoever in dating anyone, so, um, but I got on there, you know, as support, because I love my girls, (laughs) so I got on there, and H- the The dating app is called Hinge, so that's H-I-N-G-E. So I got on there, and basically on Hinge, it's almost like Twitter. It's really similar to Twitter, except you don't swipe left or swipe right. You uh either you look on a person's page, you can see their pictures, their interests. They get to pick um a few things about them, like two truths and a lie, or something like that, that they put on there, and you can love something like a picture or a comment or something on their page and it'll send it, send it to him or her right so um i was on the app just looking for guys for her <laughs> not for me for her swiping swiping looking at everybody's pictures and one guy said um he wanted to marry his best friend oh wow. i remember that part So i'm like oh girl that's so cute let me heart this for you (laughs) so i hearted for her and then next thing you know maybe that afternoon that night um i got a message from him saying hey how you doing and stuff like that so i'm telling her oh we got a hit (laughs) Are you interested in this guy and she's like no but you should date him and I'm like nah <laughs> I don't want to be dating nobody and she was like just try it so then we started um texting back and well messaging back and forth on the app and then
0: from there it's like eh. <laughs> Listen, listen, Savannah, I didn't even know this story. I didn't know how you guys met, that that's how it actually kind of broke. Do you believe now, without going in any more of your business, (laughs) that it was really fate and destiny? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do. So when did you have your first date?
1: So um, we started talking, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. I remember it was November 28th. Okay. So we had our date exactly a month later on December 28th, a couple of days after Christmas. Mm-hmm. We went out and it was like, I've known him for a very long time, but I actually just met him. And I remember that night, like it was yesterday, <laughs> guys, <laughs> because I had been in a relationship for so long before then, and I have, I haven't been out with a guy or been on a date in a long time, she was, I was nervous, freaking out.
0: Okay. I was so nervous.
1: We were I taking was,
0: pictures, was facing
1: funny. back and forth. Uh, I was, and then he got here, and I remember saying,
0: Ah, oh, it's headlights outside. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. So, let's do the timeline, guys. It was November 28th, then December 28th. Yes, and we are conceived when I found out I was pregnant February 12th. <laughs> February twelfth. You guys do the math. She's pregnant. <laughs> February twelfth, and I'm due October eighteenth. You are due on My you birthday. and your twin sister's birthday. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of this, we're talking about destiny and fate, mm-hmm. and we're talking about triumph in the midst of tragedy. We talked about you losing not one child but two, right? And being pregnant with your I mean, at the same time, when your identical twin sister was pregnant, who actually gave birth to a healthy baby boy, you lost the baby. Right. However, you're both pregnant again. Right. <laughs> now. Right now. <laughs> and you both
1: happen to be girl.
0: both having girls. Mm-hmm. You're due on your birthday. Mm-hmm. You and Latrice's birthday. Latrice is due one month later. Right. Yep. Exactly. Blessings or blessings <laughs> or blessings, right? right? It's crazy. Amazing, amazing. So yeah. those, talk to our ladies out there who, I mean, be it a, a relationship mm-hmm. or a loss of a baby or just life in itself or knowing their own worth. Right. Encourage
1: encourage them. So um, we the topic of today's show is pregnant in a pandemic. And we were talking about how it was. it's a blessing in disguise that COVID-19 came around when I found out I was pregnant, so I really got a chance to enjoy my pregnancy. But the other side of that, I don't know if um, some of you other pregnant ladies out here feel like this, but when you're stuck in the house and you have nothing to do but enjoy your pregnancy, it also comes with the, the darker side of that. Like um, me... I had personal goals first trimester, getting over that first trimester to get a a smaller chance of having a miscarriage. So I'm waiting every day to get to 12 weeks. So Mm -hmm. that's, that comes with a little anxiety and then waiting to feel her move and waiting to feel her kick and stuff like that. I like, I literally remember my first two pregnancies. um, I initially started spotting before I started miscarrying. So I'm like, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, wiping, like, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Every time, like, thank you, Lord. We're good. She's good. So it's it's hard on that side, too, because you focus on the good. You have to intentionally focus on the good because you could get wrapped up and just sitting there worrying about, okay, what if I miscarriage again? You know? Mm -hmm. So, but everything has turned out to be absolutely
0: wonderful. So you're. You're planning now for the baby shower and mm-hmm. because we're still in this pandemic space you're having to do that virtually right tell us about your plans there
1: so we're planning to have a small intimate gathering of immediate family my immediate family and my boyfriend's immediate family to um come together and you know shower baby ariel with gifts But we also have a lot of other family. Both of our families are huge. So we still want to include them, but not, you know, put anybody at risk. So we're going to do a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. And we're going to thank everybody for gifts. Or if they want to send us gifts, we have a baby registry um, on Babylist.com, And we're going to get on there so we can share with them the experience of the baby shower without, you know, putting anybody at risk. Right. or putting me or
0: my twin at risk because we're both, you know, far along. Right, right. So that, my friends, is a plug, very unapologetic plug. You know, what are friends for? That's what I'm thinking about. What are friends for? So my fabulous listening audience, you are invited to certainly be a part of showering and celebrating these moments with us. That's what life is about. You know, there's a lot of, negativity out there you know life is not about the breaths we take but the moments that take our breath away I can't remember who actually you know penned that quote but it's true and so Savannah and all my friends around the world this is an opportunity an invitation from me from my heart to be a part of this you know if that's just a greeting if that's a text message if that's some diapers y'all like I'm really (laughs) putting it out there whatever Just be a part, like you can send in notes and comments to the station just to celebrate this. This is very, very dear for me, obviously for not just the twins, but Shanice specifically um, because of the losses. And so we really want to shower her. We really want to spoil her Mm -hmm. and Ivy and make this an amazing celebration. And then obviously have you come back. And we can hear baby Ivy crying in the background (laughs) on on the um, follow-up interview here on WRUU. What else do you want to share with with our listening audience? Just anything. like What's on your heart and your mind right now uh, as you prepare for this next trimester? You were talking about some anxiety, uh, the good side, the exciting side, but also the dark side. But you're stepping into the third trimester. Mm -hmm. uh, You're making preparations. Are you over the fact that you got through that initial scary phase? And I mean, worst case scenario, if you went into labor today, we didn't talk about Braxton Hicks. I know you're experiencing that now, (laughs) but you feel comfortable that if she had to be delivered early, that she could obviously survive outside the womb thank God for the whole COVID-19 space where you can sit home and relax and you are essentially on bed rest. Mm-hmm. So that's, you're not in jeopardy that way, but do you have any anxiety now? Or so I think your sister asked you the other day is what was Alex going to give you as your push gift, <laughs> right? So right. it's like preparing your mind for, for Braxton Hicks, this last trimester. What are some things that you're, you're thinking about now? Well, now um Like I
1: said earlier, I remember, you know, being very anxious about getting out of the first trimester and getting past 12 weeks. And then my next goal was getting to 24 weeks was, which is, um, the week of viability. So if baby Ivy was to come out early, then she would have a better rate of survival. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in the third trimester, um, her, chances of survival is greater than what they were at 24 weeks or 12 weeks. So she would be having like a 90% survival rate if she was born now.
0: That must feel great. Right. So
1: hearing that and reading that and having my doctor tell me that is very comforting to me. So all that sort of anxiety has gone away. Now. It's
0: replaced with (laughs) actually having to push her out. (laughs) That is my (laughs) that's my new concern
1: (laughs) I don't know how that is going to be you know people try to tell you you know this is what this is gonna feel like I remember Treece telling me when she kicks it's gonna feel like gas or everybody keeps (laughs) saying it's gonna feel like gas flowing but to me it felt nothing like that it felt like she was like plucking me with her finger from the inside so i don't I have no idea what it's gonna feel like, <laughs> wow, and she's very active by the way, right. She moves all the time, especially at night, so I really think she's gonna be born at night but um, other than that, no, I don't really have any anxiety toward her being a healthy baby, no
0: that's really good. It's interesting. I wanted to share that she has really like really milk this thing for all its worth um with a, a at home Doppler mm-hmm. so you can hear the baby's heartbeat. Right. We have already started buying baby clothes galore. Uh, Nana immediately put up the crib mm-hmm. and her her name on the wall and created a picture of her first ultrasound if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You've since gotten more ultrasounds. Right. Uh, done. So it's just beautiful, guys. It's really, really good. And um, wow, with that, with about five more minutes left in today's interview, I want you to share a little bit with us, if you don't mind, about the dad. Let's let's give him an opportunity to you know get a, be a part of this conversation because he was very instrumental, obviously. Right. <laughs> okay. So my boyfriend's
1: name is alex watson you know we i call him he has many names i don't call him alex uh, but i call him shook <laughs> or baby darling <laughs> baby darling oh <laughs> uh, he is great he's awesome he's a great person and i feel like he is the person that i've dated that's the most like me like i can be silly or serious or i can it's plenty of times during his pregnancy that I've been crying, <laughs> you, you know, and I could do all of that and not feel like judged or anything by him. So I think that's the greatest thing about him. He can be yourself. Right. I can be myself. He's also um, a chef, a little plug for my baby darling there. <laughs> he cooks all the time. He cooks all the time and get it, gets it from his mom and dad, but um, he's. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. He's just an amazing
0: person. He's a very good person. And obviously, very compatible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you both basically came from a large family, right? Right. So he had—he is the youngest of? He is the youngest of five kids? Five or six. I can't <laughs> remember what you said. I know he lost a sibling. Right. So he lost two
1: siblings. Okay. And there's five altogether. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But he's, he was very unexpected. I'll say that I was not expecting to find somebody to even date or to even, you know, fall in love with or even have a baby with. So
0: that's been on such an accelerated path because it's very fast. <laughs> it was very fast. So with that being said, that's a great point you just raised. So for those that have been in a relationship that weren't the best and maybe leery mm-hmm. or hesitant, I should say, to get into a brand new relationship, should what would you say to them? Because it sounds like you weren't even really focused on it, but all the stars align. Right. I would say... Uh... Go for it, girl, Go
1: or boy, go for it. Like give yourself a chance to at new happiness, you know, not old comfortable, raggy happiness that you've been having for years, you know, and not even happiness, just comfortable, you know, but give yourself at a, a chance at true happiness, because I feel like that the relationship I am in now is true happiness.
0: So you're saying it's possible. Yes, it's definitely possible. Absolutely. So what does true happiness mean in a real, I mean, we're in 2020. You're saying it's possible. What does true happiness really mean? Does is it mean you can just be yourself unapologetically? Right. I feel like you can
1: just be yourself with each other and that you are at a point in your life where you know who you are. That person knows who they are for the most part. Yet, and still we're learning every day more and more about who we are but together you feel like you make yourself I mean you make each other not even really complete because I am an individual by myself and God completes me but we complement each other is what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so having that and then having someone that brings joy to your life and doesn't ask for anything in return
0: sounds unconditional
1: yeah that right there is
0: true form of happiness to me so speak to us as we wrap up about how do you get the strength to even transition out those other relationships because if you didn't get out of that one you wouldn't have this one right it's almost like there's another quote and i'm a lover of quotes everything you want is on the other side of fear right so how did you get the strength to walk away to close the door not reopen the door to a previous relationship which ultimately set you up how long was it since you closed the other one before you tapped into this one do you even remember um it was
1: almost immediate
0: <laughs> for lack of a better word
1: <laughs> it was almost I closed the door and like uh maybe August and then we started talking in November like wow so not even six months no no not even six months but i had to have a really tough talk with myself about like what i was going to allow in my life what had what i had already allowed and how much i was going to take because i i remember I keep i keep talking to myself like oh you said you would never deal with this you held yourself accountable right right and i had dealt with so much that i said i would never deal with i was like well Where do we draw the line? This is where we draw the line. Cut it short right here. There's no more excuses. It is what it is. And, you know, with the fact of me losing two babies, I couldn't see any other rationale behind, you just not supposed to
0: be with this person. These are your warning signs. So the signs were there. Right. And what would you say to those that are looking at their own relationships and taking stock Um, and really you know, dealing with the woman in the mirror or the man in the mirror and saying, no, peace out. I'm done. Right. I would really
1: tell them to take, take a hard look at yourself and at your relationship and see whether they bring you value. Does the relationship, does the time that you're spending with this person, does it bring value to your life? Is it bringing you peace and happiness and love and light? Or is it depressed? Are you being depressed? Are you being suffocated by being in a relationship with the person that you're just with because of fear Mm -hmm. and if
0: that's the case then you just need to let that go and you got your answer you already have your answer well darling daughter congratulations (laughs) i am so super proud of you um i mean just for being who you are like like I'm, i'm speechless guys i am absolutely speechless i am so happy and i cannot wait to meet my second granddaughter, Mm -hmm. Miss Ivy, baby, baby Ivy. And thanks for being on with me today, Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I will put up that baby list registry for (laughs) all of you all to be a part of our celebration. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your host, Sheree Darian, and the viewpoints expressed in the preceding program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Until next week, Savannah. Stay safe. Bye-bye.